0: Now I am. I'm sorry. You heard the part where he said, you know, I do and I do. And how long can I keep on getting rejected? Have you ever felt rejected when you're trying to love? And I love what the dad said. The dad says, you can't love her because you can't give her what she wants. You know, when we go through this life, we wonder what's going on with my life, what's going on with my marriage, what's happening in the relationships that I'm a part of, but also knowing the love of God. How can you continue every day knowing that God is going to take care of you tomorrow until you know that love of God, which the Bible says we never come to know the full width and length and breadth and height of it. We've experienced some of it, but how many know it's a continued growing thing? And we've read before in the last few weeks on the fruit of the Holy Spirit that we can cast out devils, we can prophesy, we can pray for the sick, we, we can give ourselves as martyrs and we can help the poor. But if we don't have love and a continued growth in that area of love, then we're just sounding, but we're really not representing the Lord as, as we should. How many of you know the Holy Spirit wants us to ask this question as a husband, as a friend, as a son or a daughter? How much am I representing, how good am I representing and revealing the love of God in my life? And uh, I want you to look with me, Philippians chapter 2. And I want to read Scripture here to you. Philippians chapter 2. You know, love is just the greatest thing, and sometimes it's the hardest thing to fix. The Bible says in First John four nineteen, "We love each other because He loved us." Say, we love each other because He first loved us. And I want you to see Philippians two verse one. It says, "Therefore." If there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy... Did you hear all the ifs? Fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but the interest of others. Here we, once again we have in the Holy Spirit teach us the importance of the love of God. And how many times do we feel like we fell at love or we feel like the other person is the problem and, and that they're the ones who's driving me crazy and they're doing things to my life. Right down First Peter Peter eight. it says, And above all things have fervent love for one another, for love will cover a multitude of sins. Say fervent. I shared that with you last week. It means to stretch. It talks about the athlete who runs and his chest is out and he's trying to reach across that ribbon first. But I want you to know, it also means to be white hot hot, to the point of being able to weld together. And you know, how many of you know that when you see those guys working in the blacksmith shop or if you work in a welding shop, I mean, that metal ends up getting white hot with the heat but once it gets to that point where it's just so hot and, and, and white because of the fire, then you put it together and they beat it and the two become one. You know, my wife and I have been married 26 and a half years, be 27 in June. And I want you to know we, we both have choleric. We both have strong personalities. We have fought. Let me hold your hand a minute, baby. We, <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> we have had... Our fights and spats like any of you have. We might have fought worse than y'all. And you look and you say, no, that couldn't be. You, our preachers can't fight. I want you to know, I've got up there, I'm not going to look it up, but I'm doing a family tree right now. And, you know, I went read what my mother wrote about me when I was a baby. And at two and a half weeks old, she said, this boy has a temper. His lip quivers and he turns beet red. Two and a half months old, two and a half weeks old. Ten weeks old, I thought, oh, she'd be bragging, and she did. She'd be saying all kind of cutesy things about me. You know what she said? This boy's hard-headed, and he's got a temper. And, you know, my wife and I, we've had our times where we have fought, not been in agreement, have had our problems, wanted to leave, wanted to quit. But it was at those moments we were red hot Iron sharpening iron. And because we didn't quit, and we held on for better or for worse, and selfish didn't make her or I leave, and love kept us together, even though we were red hot in the moment, we were being beaten together by the Holy Spirit to be one. And you see, now we're one after 26 and a half years, going on twenty-seven. Things cannot separate us or get us angry as it used to because we have become metal in that area. There are things that we don't fight or argue about like we used to because we have became one and metal together in that area. Fervent in heat. And it started making me think, you know, I think of the different things, you know, those who have left the church, those who... You, people, you know, you hear it all over the United States. People come and people go. And some people leave. Most of the time they say because they were offended or this and that and the other. But do you realize that if we're to have fervent love towards one another, that like so many that are here, those have been here for seven, eight, nine years and, and, and have stayed here even though they've gotten their feelings hurt, do you realize that by going through things together we might become hot as iron, but we're com- becoming one and we're becoming a body? And we're becoming strong. And the things that would want to separate us before isn't going to separate us in the future so that we can be stand, strong to stand the trials of time. Yes. That's what Christ is wanting to do to His church. Fervent in love. Well, you know, I didn't like the way that person looked at me today. Or, you know, so-and-so passed me by and didn't even tell me Hello. Or, you know, that person, they used to talk to me and now they sit on the other side. And they don't even tell me nothing anymore. And, you know, so many times it's all inward about me, 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 me. And it's just like he said, you and I don't have the love of God that we need to give what people want. You know, we, we can love each other and we can care, but if anything wrong happens, then it's over with. And it's kind of like when Jesus went to Peter, when Peter, loved me think about Jesus, he was denied by the 70, 70, turned away, and left him, and then he asked the 12, are you going to go away? They said, no, you have the words of eternal life. And then Peter denied him three times. Judas betrayed him, and yet he still could love them because he had a fervent love. And he asked Peter, he says, Peter, do you love me? And he used the word agape, do you agape me? And Peter responded, I love you. But he responded with the word phileo, which means I love you as long as you're loving me and you're giving me what I want. Jesus says, do you love me? Do you agape me? Do you love me whether you get anything back in return? Do you love me with all of your heart no matter what the circumstances are? Peter, do you agape me? And Peter once again responds, I phileo you. In other words... We've left houses and homes and all that. What's in this for me? And Jesus said, am I not the reason for everything? Can you not love me whether you have these things? And he asked him a second time, do you agape me? He says, no. I, he says, yes, I feel you. And then finally, the last time Jesus came on his level, and he, Jesus knows the Holy Spirit was going to come because the love of God has been shed abroad brought in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And he knew that the Holy Spirit was going to make an impact on Peter's life to where Peter was finally going under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Be able to say, yes, Lord, I agape you. But we've got to have that work done in our lives so that we can work together. and Even that our marriages could, can work. You know, how many of you heard about that couple that got married and the husband was sarcastic and he says, how can you be so beautiful but yet so dumb? She says, I'm beautiful, so you stay with me, and I'm dumb, so I can stay with you. (laughs) Phileo and agape. Kind of like that guy who, I mean, this young lady brought her boyfriend to meet the mom and dad, and he had tattoos, long hair, earring, big old boots, and a chain hanging out of his back pocket. And the uh, mama finally got the daughter and said, sweetheart, let me ask you something. Is he nice? She says, Mom, he's the nicest man I've ever met. He's doing 5,000 hours of community service. You know he's a nice guy. (laughs) But love, that's what everybody wants. That's what everybody's seeking for. Everybody in this world, they're looking for a safe place to come home to. They're seeking for a safe place to go where they're not going to be looked upon, judged, or mistreated because the Lord is in our hearts to love and treat them as Christ treated us. So many times our past and what we're going through just wants to tear us down and make us feel like insignificant and that we're not worth anything. But He wants to heal you of that today. He wants to touch you of that today. Amen? How many know there would be fewer divorces if we'd learned to love? And, you know, so many people say, you know, I love, I love. It's kind of like Phileo. People say, I love chicken. But how many of you really love that chicken, you wouldn't kill it and eat it? <laughs> and you know, some people say, oh, today's a Super Bowl. I love football. Well, if you loved your wife like you loved the football, and you got excited about her like you do about the football, you might have something real going. Amen. Or let me put it this way, I was reading things, my mom, I was reading things, I was telling my wife what a good husband she has by reading things my mama was telling about me in the baby book, besides the anger part. But you know, if a lot of times, if a lot of husbands love their wives like they love their mama, or a lot of wives would love their husbands like they love their daddy, the marriage would be good because if you hear the husband, oh, nobody can cook like my mama. Nobody, can, nobody loves me like my mama. Nobody can take care of me when I feel sick like my mama. And what does the wife feel while you're saying that? We went through that. My mama was everything. We were married two weeks and we got in a fight. And I went, got on the phone and I, wanted to, I called my mama and I said, Mama, I made a big mistake. And my wife came, grabbed the phone, hung it up and says, You're married to me, big boy. I'm your mama now. And that's when I knew, (laughs) that's when I knew I was in trouble, dude. I knew I was in trouble. But the best thing, we were married a little over two months when we moved to Central America. One way. And we, man, the troubles and the things we went through there. But you know what? I thank God that we went 18 years overseas away from mamas and daddies and family. And we fought it out. We went through it, but it bonded that iron together. And I know some of you are probably thinking, well, if it was God, why did you all fight? Well, you put two strong cholerics together, you're going to have a personality problem. I mean, Peter and John didn't get along either, and yet he was the disciple Christ loved. So many people, well, you know, if this marriage was of God, it would just run smoothly. How many has run smoothly all of their life? Tell the truth, you're in church. If it was God, we wouldn't be fighting. Well, I'll say the same thing about being a believer and a member of a local body. You're, we're not going to agree on everything. We're going to misunderstand. Some people are going to have bad days. Some people are going to be going through things. But love wants to bind us together. That we're, The phileo love walks according to feelings, but the agape love walks according to giving It's like Cindy taught her mentoring group Thursday night that she shared about agape. Agape doesn't meet your wants. Agape meets your needs. People always want their wants met. But what is important is that your need needs to be met. Amen? Amen. You know, there was a couple uh, that that they were about ready to get divorced. And this guy, he was mad at what this woman done to him. So he said, he he went back a psychiatrist. and says, I want to get my wife real good. I'm getting ready to divorce her. So I want to get my wife back real good. Help me make a plan so I can just, that revengeful love. So the psychiatrist says, oh, so you want the revengeful love. Okay, I got an idea. I want you to go home and I want you to do the dishes. I want you to take her out to eat. I want you to buy her flowers. And it's kind of like this guy we were watching up here. And, and, and the guy goes, Hold on, hold on. No, I want to make her hurt. I don't want to make her happy. She, he goes, No, no, no. You do this for two months. You just treat her like a queen. You just love on her. You massage her shoulders. You help her around the house. Do that for two months and then say, Okay, I'm out of here. I'm divorcing. And then that would you get. And he said, Boy, that's a great idea. But well, two months later, the doctor, the psychiatrist calls him and says, well, are you about ready to give it to her? He says, you crazy. I ain't leaving this woman. Man, she's the best wife I've ever dreamed of. I mean, she's a, she's a queen. I'm not, I'm not leaving her. You're crazy. He hung up on him and the doctor goes, sweet revenge. But, you know, it's about doing that. Learning to walk in love, learning to overlook, learning to forgive. And I love 2 Corinthians 5. You can just write this down. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15. It says, for the love of God constraineth me. The Greek means the love of God overwhelms me. And I want you just to take that note, or you can get the CD and listen to it later, because this is the area we've got to grow in. Because this year, as you hear things on TV, as you see things going on, as there's different things going on, like uh, I'm going to be sharing some things tonight, and we've got some new things we've got to sign and send to our government. But the thing I always want to make sure of, we, we want to protest the money changers, but always out of a heart of love and not out of a heart of anger or hate. We never want to hate our government. We want to never want to hate these rules. We don't even want to hate the doctors who commit the abortions, but we want to make sure our hearts are right in love. And so this is a year that the things that are going on and people say, what are we going to do? What's going to happen, this and that and the other? How are we going to put up with each other? How are we going to live when the financial pressures and everything's coming? We're going to be trained to walk in the love that Christ gave us. And it says, the love of God overwhelms me. When I'm getting ready to say something that I don't want, the agape of God overwhelms me. It constrains me. It takes over. The word overwhelms means to go beside and beyond your normal self. It overwhelms, and it's also the word to ascend. The love of God ascends from out of my spirit into my mind. And then another translation says, For I am controlled by the love of Christ Jesus. Controlled. Thank you, Father, that we're learning to be controlled by love in our thoughts and our minds, our attitudes. Philippians 1 9 says, And I pray that your love may abound yet more and more. Say more and more. Amen. That your love may abound yet more and more. You know, a lot of times, like I was thinking, you know, different people have left churches for different reasons or or maybe you've gotten separated or divorced for different reasons. But, you know, there is something so likable about each and every one. And I think about this person might have left for this reason or because of this person's fault. But if they would have gave it a chance and got to really know that person and overlooked their feelings and not just said one, two, three strikes, you're out. The Bible doesn't say to count strikes. The Bible says to abound more. And more in love. Not to give up on that person. Not to to write that person out of your life. Not to start some little blacklist that like that person just doesn't work. You know, there's people in here this morning that's been here seven, eight, nine years. They could have had reasons to leave. They've times talked to me. They felt offended or they felt this or that or the other. But yet they said, but God won't let me leave. And over the years, what they started seeing, they started seeing things different. And love started bonding and love started building. And it's building the body up. Because listen, if we want a church based upon feelings... Oh, I feel so good this morning. Oh man, the presence of God was so awesome. Man, I just feel so good. All those people were so sweet. I feel so good. Everybody's so friendly. I feel so good. Everything based upon feeling. We'll have a Christianity upon a sand and not upon a rock. I thank God for the people who make me pray. Yeah, I thank God for the people who speak up and tell me things and make me pray and seek my heart and watch my attitude. I thank God that I am not just some spoiled kid of God that that I'm just going to go by how I feel and, oh, they hurt my feelings, so I don't want to be around them no more. Or, that's not right. That's not fair. Oh, it's just not right that that goes on to church. I thought them people loved God. I thought they were stronger Christians than that, than God. Won't you strike them down with lightning or something? I wish something evil would happen to them. I mean, how would you like to have a body that everything is based upon feelings and inclinations and perception? You know, I perceived, I was discerning something was wrong with that person. Well, did you love on them and did you pray for them? Well, no, I perceived they didn't want me around them. Maybe you ought to get around them and love on them and get to know them. Stay around them. Give them three months. The person who's never been nice to you or the person who quit being nice to you. I'm talking about here in the church and on the job. Remember, sweet revenge. You start being as nice as you can to them. Hey, buddy, how's it going, man? They may not even answer you. I mean, he does. But they may not even answer you. But you just keep going for it and going for it. And listen, do you know what? Some of the people, become because you become red hot in the heat, you become one. And do you know that sometimes people like that end up becoming best of friends? Because what they didn't really like about that person is that that person was too much like they who they are, and they found out. Hey, we got a lot in common. Are you hearing me, day church? I know this ain't blowing you out of your seat, but it will get you right. Because this is a year. I'm telling you, I'm speaking it prophetically. That this is a year where you've got we've got to learn the love of God. You know, walking by feelings. I read that about my mom. My mom says, you know, he was hard headed. He was angry and this and that I, I wish I could have told my mama my mama can't you tell i was prophetic <laughs> i mean we're so we'll find spiritual cliches to make us sound good oh that's just a prophet coming out of me god says i ain't put that on you that's just the boldness in the lord no it's your flesh that is rising up and acting and responding ways it shouldn't Philippians one nine says, "I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all discernment." Colossians two two says that their hearts may be comforted, they being knit together in love, knit together. 1 Thessalonians three eleven, the Lord make you to increase and abound. Say increase and abound in love toward one another and towards all men. Like I told you, the word agape, the love of God, means the unconditional. The capacity to give and maintain giving without waiting or expecting something in return. It's not an impulse or a feeling. It seeks opportunity to do good to all. It's to love and show interest to others, even those who feel unworthy to receive it. Where phileo means you give to me and I'll give to you. I do you a favor, you do me a favor. Oh, I got to get you a present because you got, you got me a present. You got me a $30 present, so I got to make sure I spend about $30 on you. That's the type of love we see within family. It's the family type of love, like, well, their family, you just got to love them. Their family, you just got to accept them. Their family, what can you do? You can't divorce your kin. You can't erase your kin, but it's that love that is able to help you to look for something good in them and love them. Agape means I'll do you the favor with all of my heart, not expecting anything in return. Second Peter 1 talks about add, add, add to your spiritual growth. Not to expect something that I'm not willing to give. Romans 5, 5 says that the love of God, say the love of God. The agape love, the love not based on feelings, but the agape love is spread abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. You need to write this down, that word, the love of God shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. It means that the capacity and the depth of God's love. Of being able to give and give and give. As we heard that man speaking just while ago on the clip. That love of God. The capacity to love and keep on loving. Listen church. Listen husbands and wives. The capacity to love and to forgive and keep loving and keep forgiving. Day by day. Hour by hour. Minute by minute. The Bible says let not the sun go down in your wrath. Or in other words don't let this day end in an attitude of anger resentment or hurt but I can't forgive the love of God the agape love is that I'm not basing my relationship with you on my feelings I'm basing it because I love God with all of my heart therefore He's commanding me listen the love of God is a commandment it's a commandment He's not asking you He's telling you love as I have loved you freely give as I have freely forgiven you John seventeen twenty three, that they may know that you love them, listen to this, as much as you love me. The love of God is amazing. It is able to help you to do things you would never be able to do before. Listen, some people ask my wife and I, how could you go live underneath a mosquito net and in the jungles with no running water, no bathroom, fighting uh, scorpions and snakes and living in those conditions and and, and working with the Mayans and, and, and all the things that we lived through and went through there. How could you all do that? It's because the love of God came in our heart. To love a certain people regardless of how they lived, how they responded, how they acted, I mean, there was this Mayan man one time, he was a leader. He flat-looked at my wife and said, If you're my wife, I'd slap you. I mean, yeah. I mean, they had their, their ways and, and and things were different. But there was such a love that the love for them was able to keep us over there instead of running home when things got rough. Then we moved to South America. And there were some hardships and there were some things there. And there were some attitudes and personalities and there were some hardships over there. But we lived there for 14 years. How can you stay there? Man, y'all must be people of faith. Y'all must be people of that. God gives you the capacity to fall in love with the people that we might not have spent but three Christmases in our married life with our family. But the love of God was stronger to where we were, had that love of God to love. And then I thought, I'll never leave Argentina. Argentina, I'll never leave this revival and this move of God. And then we came into Pineville to take care of my dad. And after a while, there was a change in my heart. And I started falling in love with this area. I started falling in love with these people and I felt it. And I started telling God, no, God, don't do this to me. I don't want, I don't want to stay here. I'm going back to Argentina. I'm called Argentina. But you cannot fight the capacity to love like God loves. And I started seeing this central Louisiana area like God saw it. And that's why I don't like people to cut it down. I don't like people to talk low about it. I don't like, well, you know, we're just a small community. We're this and that. This is an awesome area. And these are awesome people. You know, people say, oh, you're over there, you you, you, you live where all the uh, weird people live. All the mental hospitals and all that other. I live in a fabulous place. Amen. And no matter, over the nine years, and no matter what has happened, what has gone on, there is a love in my heart that will not shake me from this place. The only way I will be able to leave this area is for God to give me the capacity and the love for a new area to ascend in my heart. And when that new love ascends, I'll fall in love with that area, just like I fell in love with this area because it's the love of God. You never lose those relationships. I was on the phone in Argentina an hour and a half this week. You never fall out of love with those people, but a new love arises. And that's what you've got to ask God, that if you cannot stand your mate, you cannot stand somebody you work with, you've got to ask that the love of God will ascend into you, that you will have the capacity to love, listen to what says, as much as you love me. Meditate on that. You've got to love me as much as God loves me. I've got to love you as much as God loves you. All that God did for you, all that Jesus did for you, I've got to be willing to do for you too. As much as God loves you. My wife has to love me in the good days and the bad days as much as God loves me. John 59 says, As a father loved me, I have also loved you. First John 3, 16, We know what real love is because Jesus came to give his life. So we ought to give our lives for our brothers and sisters. Verse 18 says, Dear children, let not mere, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Verse 19, our actions will show that we're being, we belong to the truth so we will be confident when we stand before God. Love, not the works. Love is what is going to give you and I the confidence to be able to love and stand before God with confidence. The love, not the works, the love. How much I've loved, how much I've forgiven even the difficult person. How I prayed and got over that offense. How I prayed and worked through those things that were, were bothering me. is willing to lay down his life. You know, I read a story about a crippled girl who came from the slums and, and there was no hope for her but an operation, but she was going to need a transfusion. And so the doctor got her and said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to operate on her, but if we don't have somebody else with her blood to give her a transfusion while we're operating, she's going to die. So the 14-year-old brother said, well, I'll do it. So he laid on the table and they stuck the tube in his arm and they ran the tube from him to his sister and they were doing the transfusion while they were operating. And the doctor came up and says, how are you doing there, young man? He says, Doc, am I about to croak? <laughs> am I about to die? He thought he was giving all of his blood to his sister and he was going to die so that she would live. And that. I asked the question, are, are we there? That even though I may not be giving my life, am I willing to go all the way to give my life for you and you for me and us for one another? That's what Christ wants to do in the body. The love of God constrains us. It moves us. It moves me to want to love you and to forgive you and to forget. John 15, 13, great love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Look with me and I'll close here in First John chapter three. First John chapter three. Because I'm getting to the meat of it. But let me get right here for today. First John chapter three. The love of God. Cast out fear. The love works by faith. The love of God is so important in season and out of season. First John three, verse ten. In this, in the love, the children of God and the children of the devil are manifest. There's the test. Love is the test between who's a child of God and who's a child of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. Wow. Wow. Nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Look at verse 12 now. Not as Cain, who was of the wicked one, and murdered his brother. Why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brother's righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. Listen, I started thinking about that in this movie clip. He mentioned that. The Lord even went to the point to say that if I hate my brother or I don't show my brother love, I'm as guilty as a murderer. And then here it speaks about Cain. And I just want you to think about this. I went back and meditated on Cain. And listen, because I believe this is going to be an answer to a lot of situations in, in lives. When Cain murdered his brother, he got marked. There's a lot of people today. They say, Pastor, I've done been through three or four marriages and it seems like I keep marrying the same type of woman or the same type of man. There's people who say, Pastor, I feel like I got a target. I always get around and all of a sudden somebody ends up raping me or abusing me or hurting me. Pastor, I don't know what it is that I, I, I meet this man and, and he seems nice and he just seems like he's everything I've looked for, but then all of a sudden we've been married and all of a sudden he got angry and he hit me. And it seems like I always get I always get jinxed. I always get Uh, confused and always fall into these same traps. What's wrong with me? The Word of God says that Cain was marked. That everywhere he went, he couldn't be loved. He couldn't be accepted. He had to be rejected. And I think as the Holy Spirit was putting it there, there are times that when we don't forgive church, when we don't forgive those who have hurt us, we get marked. And wherever we go, we wonder, why do I run into the same type of friends I always run into? Why does it seem that I just attract those type of people? You're marked. And for us to get unmarked, we've got to be freed of the blood that we have hated, despised, and hurt. Receive the love of God so that we are able to speak freedom over that blood. So we're speaking freedom over us. You hearing me, church? There's So many people today, Pastor, I'm so hurt. I don't think I can forgive them. But now you've got to see the love of God, the capacity of God to better love them as God loved them. Even while they were killing Christ, he was able to still say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That capacity of love is in each and every one of us, brothers and sisters. And I know some people here today, you might have been raped even by your own uncle or dad or cousin. I know you might have been mistreated by people who you trusted. You might have been abused when you were a little child by a man or a woman. I know there there are people in this world today that... They have gone and they've looked for their dad. There's a story I heard just week before last. Went looking for his dad. Couldn't find his dad. They were looking all over the house. And when they opened the closet door, they found his dad dressed as a woman and had hung himself in the closet. All those years he had been a cross-dresser and didn't want nobody to know. And he couldn't take it anymore. So he hung himself and took his life. We're living in a world that is full of so many hurts and Anger, anger is raising up, and the Bible says the end time is going to be violence and anger everywhere. And there's going to be so many reasons to get offended at this one and offended at that one. But the thing we got to understand, what separates us from the world and what keeps us a clear conscience is that we're able to stand before God and stand on Him in that day with a clear conscience knowing that everything's okay and walk and say, I am a believer and my works show that I'm a believer. My heart shows that I'm a believer because I have forgiven and I loved and I know for many that's hard to do. Yes, come on. It's hard to do. And I'm not saying you can do it in your own strength. You can't. That's why the invitation today is so that you surrender to God and say, God, I cannot, in my own strength and in this natural love and in my, with my feelings and my own emotions, I cannot forgive that person who did this to me or that person who did that to me. But Lord, I don't either, I don't want to live marked. I want to live sealed by the Holy Spirit. I want the Holy Spirit to heal me of the hurts. The abusiveness. And my dad was so verbal abusive. My dad never told me uh, things that I needed to hear. My mom never took time out for me. Never combed my hair. Never taught me to be a girl. Never taught me how to do this. Never seemed to have time. All these hurts and pains. My, the, the words, the hurt, they still ring out to this day. And they're trying to, to, I'll try to get religious. I'll go to drinking. I'll go to drugs. I'll find another relationship. I'll do whatever I can. And we go from relation to relationship, church to church, addiction to addiction, friendship to friendship, relationship to relationship. Oh, I love this girl. Her parents are great. Maybe I could find the parents in her parents I didn't find in mine. So I'll leave this wife. I'll leave this husband. And I'll try to find what I've never found. There are so many things going around in our hearts and our minds. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Why are they not still doing it? Why why is my, can't my dad tell me he loves me after all these years? I've told him my heart dad why can't you say I love you I'm just not that type but you in turn like Christ can say well dad I love you and you don't have to love me first because he loved me first he didn't come because I loved him first so dad I love whether you never tell me. You have a son that loves you and a son that cares for you. And the mark comes off your forehead. And the people who are attracted, the spirits that are attracted to that type of mark is destroyed. And you become a whole man and a whole woman. Cleansed, Forgiven. And freed. The name of February is called the National Today. I'm sorry, today is called the National Day of Freedom. On the calendar, it's called the National Day of Freedom. And I thought we had the freedom supper of the Lamb. He taught us on the love that is able to keep us free. And I want you just to stand, and I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to declare by faith. That today is going to be your national day. The 1st of February is going to be your national day for freedom. That you're going to be able to release and you are better start feeling worthy. You'll be able to start feeling loved. And you better believe God that, that He is loving you with the love you've always desired. So that now you can love with His love. And all the pain, all the hurt, discouragements, the things that have not worked out with life... So many people try so many ways to try to fix their lives. Well, maybe if I get more of this, or maybe if I get more of that. Maybe if I'll do more of this, or do more of that. You heard the answer today, it's, it's in love. It's in love. It's in the love of God, not established on feelings or emotion.